I'm Alex Stone, former military service member and law enforcement officer, now CEO of Echelon Protected Services, one of the fastest growing private security firms on the West Coast. And this is Ride Along. where our guests and I witness firsthand the issues affecting our community. I believe our proven method of enacting meaningful change through compassion and understanding is the best way to make our streets a safer place and truly achieve security through community. Hi, I'm Eric Cole. I'm the director of the Revitalized Portland Coalition. Uh, we're uh, the voice of the commercial real estate industry in the Portland region, uh, trying to make our city a better place to live and work. I'm excited to be here today to get out and ride along and see what's happening in the streets. Um, we care about issues like homelessness, and there's no better way to address that than to really see what's going on. Hey, I'm Alex Stone. Welcome back to The Ride Along. Our guest today, Eric Cole. Eric, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Eric Cole. I'm the director of the Revitalized Portland Coalition, which is a coalition of uh, commercial real estate interests trying to restore Portland, uh, make it even uh, brighter economic future. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, we know that you're from Nashville, and I know how to say that. It's yeah, that's right. It's Nashville. <laughs> that's it's not right. Nashville, right? <laughs> Other than that, give us a little story and history about where you come from. Sure. So, yeah, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. It's where I was born and raised. Uh, my, actually, my dad is from out here, so uh, from Portland itself. So uh, it's kind of a full circle that we live here. I live here mm -hmm. now. Um, yeah, my background is in uh, government and local government, but also in that kind of intersection between, you know, where nonprofits and uh, government institutions meet. I've done a lot of uh, work on homelessness over the years, low income mm -hmm. uh, issues, poverty, affordable housing. It's always, my, I feel like a lot of my work is always about networking and bringing different stakeholders to the table to work towards common goals. And, you know, so here I'm doing that from the business side, whereas in the past I was either in the mayor's office in Nashville or um, in a nonprofit role. And you were actually an elected official, right? I was. I was. <laughs> I, you didn't mention that. <laughs> I know. I'm a, I call myself a reformed or a uh, recovering politician. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It, can you actually reform from that? Is that possible? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> Actually, no. no. Uh, there are certain things that leave scars your yeah. whole life. Uh, but yeah, I was a city council member in Nashville mm. uh, for two terms, uh, served as chair of the Budget and Finance Committee. And it was actually in that service that the mm. mayor asked me to help spearhead a mayoral uh, committee or commission on yeah. homelessness. And I couldn't say no. And so I've kind of worked on that issue ever since. Wow. That's a really hard issue to... Um to connect yourself with it is it is could you tell us some truths um from that from that uh time at nashville that you just walked away with knowing wow this is what that this is what homelessness is really about yeah that's a great question i think that the first thing i learned was that old adage you know there but by the grace of God go I, meaning that I saw as I met folks that were living on the street or had lived experience mm. in, in, in different rooms uh, that, you know, their circumstances, their situations were not that much different from, from me. Um, I had, you know, certain stability and certain things in my upbringing that certainly were privileges, but 
um, you know, they had had one or two or three bad things happen and really understanding and getting to know that issue, you know, meeting, meeting a woman, I met a woman once in our family shelter who had, you know, like three graduate degrees, <laughs> bless her heart. And she had two kids and, you know, she just, wow. she was saddled with debt, but she also, you know, was super intelligent. It's just the pieces hadn't fallen together for mm. her. So anyway, that was the real, um, thing I took away. Also, I, I worked with a lot of really, really committed people. Mm. Um, and there are tons of committed people working on the issue of homelessness. I, I quickly kind of figured out, though, that not everybody was working well together and that we didn't have much of a weaved, woven system. We had a whole bunch of different individual programs operating. And this so, is back in Nashville. Yeah, that was back in Nashville. And so, you know, I felt like part of my role and part of the local mm -hmm. government's role was to try to align and, you know, really prioritize how we were treating uh, this, you know, really, really big societal issue. So kind of acting as a catalyst to create community on a small level to serve the community on a big level. That's, wow, that's better said than I could say it. Um, well, I, get, I don't get paid to do this, but I should. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I think what we realized was, you know, funding decisions were kind of happening the way they'd always happened, right? You know, and- uh, How, <laughs> Explain the sausage making. Okay, I'll try, I'll try. I mean, in this case, you know, you get this big bunch of money that comes from HUD, you know, federally. I'm just talking about the federal money. The, Depar it, the Department of Housing Department and Housing, Urban Development. Thank you. Housing and Urban Development. That's right. And for every community, they have, you know, block grants, basically, that they provide. And then the community has some role in, you know, just deciding how those are distributed. And tradition, and largely, you know, when things get done a certain way, they just stay that way. And so what I kind of walked into was we didn't really have an independent mm. governance process. And so what, I was fortunate enough to be asked to kind of get in the middle of that and lead it by some of the stakeholders. Not all the stakeholders liked that because, the, you know, the way it had always been done meant that their funding continued, right? Um, but in order to innovate, in order to take on new challenges, like, so Nashville was facing a huge increase in youth homelessness. What and was we had one provider, right? So well, well, we, one provider for the juvenile yeah, youth. Yeah, oh wow! Yeah, and so in the entire city. In the entire city, yeah. And that's for sheltering, housing. That's detail. right. That's right. They were literally doing sheltering in the back of their building, uh, on the coldest nights. How many beds? Uh, I think 10, the max 20. was twelve. Wow. Yeah. And so you, I, I would imagine you have um, at least a hundred to two hundred homeless youth. Oh, easily, yeah. easily for what we could count. And as you know, probably more than that, couch surfing or, you know, across the yeah. community and, you know, same vulnerabilities that we see um, mm. uh, in, 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 in every population. But I think the other thing in Nashville is like shelter and services. They're just the funding is so threat. It's so little. It's all from private or philanthropic yeah. or, you know, faith based entities. So like we had very little public money going into it. So we would really only do our, our, our most active work when we had bad weather. So I ended up standing up a cold weather shelter for a week one year <laughs> during an yeah. ice storm. I mean, I worked in the mayor's yeah. office. I didn't know what I was doing, um, but we had to basically yeah. to save people's lives. But it was at that point that I ended up with four 
uh, homeless youth in the back of my car, <laughs> driving them to the shelter. I've been there. Um, yeah, yeah, because they couldn't be in the congregate shelter because basically they were being discriminated yeah. against. Anyway, I, I don't mean to go off on that tangent, but um, I think that's what I learned was, you know, it's, it's kind of you do what you've got, you do what you can with the resources mm-hmm. you've got in front of you, but you always think about, couldn't we do this better? You know, couldn't we have more of an impact if, you know, we're looking further upstream? Yeah. I, I like to... The parallel I draw to the homeless issue is cancer. Mm. And, you know, you, you might not ever get cancer or experience homelessness as an individual, but it's very likely that someone in your family will yep. go through that yep. during your lifetime. Yep. And it's, it's the connectivity to that individual experience within your own familial system or community that can draw someone into better understanding that this isn't a lot of time. It's not it, what leads to homelessness is circumstantial. People don't really yes. choose it. That's right. People might end up living in that space because they've become inured to it. They 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 they, they, they create an immunity for themselves, mm-hmm. and it becomes just a part of life being mm-hmm. homeless. Mm-hmm. But the actual the actual deep dive into that into that experience is usually unwanted. Almost always. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, you know, I, I think getting to that individual person's set of needs and, you know, yeah. addressing the things that are in front of them is our, is our challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But if we have the resources, you know, we ought to be able to do that. I mean, the other thing, though, is we looked around at one point and, you know, we would have high users of the system, folks that were experiencing homelessness, that had six or seven case managers. Yeah. So, you know... That they never saw. Right. I mean, and the case managers, you know... They would see each one once a year. Yeah. yeah. Or they, or maybe they had a touch point with that person and then they were gone. Um, so, you know, one of the simple things that we started to do, and this came from, well, was case conferencing, right? <laughs> Just putting, you know, because in Nashville, you've got all these different providers, and they're all their own organization and nonprofit. They aren't necessarily talking to one another. Mm-hmm. They might meet up in, in our, you know, coalition meetings or in governance meetings, but that's not like case review or, and so I think that's where, you know, that networking and that building community and trust between the providers and then technology can be huge mm-hmm. in um, serving the system overall. Um, again, not super easy, but I think if you can create some of that shared space and shared yeah. activity, I mean, I went on, I was in Phoenix for four years and that was the bulk of the work we were doing there, which was to put together as many of these disparate programs um, as we possibly could. And in those two cities, you have less that are run by the government than you do here. And so you would think, you know, kind of run by the government under one roof, there would be a little bit better ability, certainly to pull, Mm. you know, certainly to kind of create that space. But um, I've learned that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I'm going to ask an obvious question. Sure. Is that okay? So uh, in Houston, I worked with um, the youth and also um, adult uh, Mm -hmm. homeless. And I've experienced homelessness. It's my overall um, experience that there's always going to be tension between the private sector and the public sector. And so getting those two to work together Mm -hmm. where you're, I mean, 
not let's not even go to daily standups, but weekly right. weekly standups, right? Is there a path forward in a city like Portland where we can actually have a really a great workability between those two sectors? I mean, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, I mean, I think there is. I think it's why I was pleased to move here and be able to take on this challenge because I feel like there are more resources at hand than either of the two places I've been previously. And, and this is what's interesting. I mean, our coalition mm -hmm. is 25 different uh, commercial real estate associations and businesses, uh, Echelon. And, Full and disclosure, I, members. we yeah. were members. And, yeah. I and, we're, and we're always looking for, for, for more businesses and, and individuals to join us. What blew me away was the level of compassion and kind of understanding among the business leaders that I met with. They were frustrated that they weren't able to they didn't feel like they were heard or their issues were important to elected officials, but they weren't re as a group turning towards, you know, uh, greater criminalization, you know, lock everybody up or just, you know, some of the things you see in towns or cities where, you know, they try to move the problem out of sight. I mean, I really didn't experience any of that here. I really have experienced our leaders saying, okay, we want to get to the bottom of this thing. We want to help. How can we help? How can we be part of the solution? And that's awesome. More of an um, integrated, holistic approach. Absolutely. And, and there is a place for law enforcement. Absolutely. And people who commit crimes have to suffer the consequences of those crimes. That's right. But healing a social ill, mm -hmm. Uh, is that's not the place of the criminal I mean, justice system. I mean, you know, in right. our in our commission and the work we did in Nashville, we intentionally put a member of the police department on the commission. Oh, that's great. Right? Wow. Uh, the best results we had were when we had a deputy chief who was also a big-time data nerd who really dug into the repeat arrests that yeah. they were tired of, right? The quality of life yeah. arrests they were doing downtown. A lot of public urination, public drunk, trespass, and he... Back in Nashville. This is back in Nashville. Yeah. Thank you. Which Sorry. is amazing now. I, I go there all the time. I'm, <laughs> I'm going there in May for a conference, yeah. Echelon Front Conference, and I love Nashville. There are, they're always going to have problems. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. Nashville does it better than most. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nashville's interesting because you have a lot of people that come to Nashville to make their dreams. I mean, that is yeah. a stereotype, but it's also true. It's the new Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I think it in Austin, you know, similarly... Um, yeah. And there's a great economy in the cultural sector, but, you know, you still can fall through the cracks. And there are lots of country singers, for instance, that will talk about their time, you know, living on the street or, or, or down in Music Row. But the police were important to us from a data perspective. And also with the, them and the sheriff's office, we're also realizing the price tag. Of what repeat, you know, so so we did a, a chronic, uh, he did a chronic offenders list, and we found a guy that had over 400 arrests wow. in one year. Um, wow, and that's more and, than one a day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, seriously, it's more than yeah. one per day. Um, the the cycle in the jail, you know, was, was something everybody knew, um, and it was kind of this, you know, uh, repeat situation. So... That was a place where it was like, okay, how can we then use, you know, limited city dollars and private dollars and, you know, kind of leverage that work, workforce mm -hmm. and try to do work at it in a way. And one of the big proponents of our work there was our downtown um, 
BID, the Business Improvement District for yeah. downtown, yeah. Uh, they actually hired outreach workers. I mean, that, you know, it, that happens a lot nowadays, but then it was kind of Very innovative. Of, in, We're just now of. getting to that here now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, you know, suddenly you've got outreach teams. Doing direct access, direct it, services to the homeless population on the street, which is what we do here all the time as a private entity. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, one of the first things they did was, you know, check everybody's eligibility for Social Security yeah. and for 10 care, you know, and, and on the all street, of a sudden, on the street. Yeah. And they and, should be handing out IDs. Yep. They should full wraparound service on the street. Yep. That's what's required. Yep. I think the other thing going back to like, I, what just, you, I just call it meeting people where they are. It is. It's meeting people where they are. But then it's also recognizing that our system itself is extraordinarily complex and confusing. Yeah. They're, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I had friends. I had a friend who was a lawyer who tried to help. Uh, we had a fantastic um, newspaper written by homeless individuals in Nashville called The Contributor. And people would build relationships with their vendor, mm -hmm. right? So this friend tried to help that person get their ID. Well, he realized he didn't have his Social Security card, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a lawyer, right? This is a, a, you know, very, very smart individual. And he would call me and say, Eric, you know, another week has gone by, you know, he's missed. We have tried, I am trying to figure out how to navigate yeah. this and it is taking months. Um, yeah. And so we really, you know, you kind of realize that we make the system really difficult um, for people that are trying to recover and, and yeah. get out of it. And, you know, that's, that's something we can also do something about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think, but the start is to understand that and then to have uh, folks that help navigate mm -hmm. through that system. So to jump forward, mm -hmm. you're, you took over the executive directorship of Revitalized Portland Co mm -hmm. Coalition. Mm -hmm. um, explain the, the, exactly what that entity is sure. and how you're going to leverage that entity to achieve success in Portland. Sure. Um, so yeah, our, the coalition was founded by Jordan Snitzer. Uh, Great Spencer, guy. Spencer Properties Incorporated, who basically... Full, full disclosure, that's a client. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. And, and he's my employer um, and has done an enormous amount of things for the city of Portland hmm. uh, his whole life. Oh, he cares excellent. deeply Very much so. about this city. Great guy. Um, and so, you know, he's a, his, most of his philanthropic work is in the arts and culture. Obviously, his parents were extraordinary uh, public figures in the city of Portland. But basically, at the end of 2022, he gave a speech to a group of uh, assembled realtors um, at an at a annual breakfast and kind of just said everything that everybody was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's really good at doing. Yes, he, he speaks his mind <laughs> yeah, he does quite that. well. Yeah. And he did. And he just kind of laid out um, the case for businesses coming together, but particularly mm -hmm. the commercial real estate industry, mm -hmm. industry, coming together and saying, hey, we are here to help. We, we, we have seen a better economic situation in Portland, but we also see a brighter future. Yeah. Let us at the table, like let us come in and, and get involved. So they were, you know, they started dealing with gnarly issues, homelessness, public safety, crime, uh, economic development. I mean, really took on these issues and just started organizing themselves into, okay, what are the ways we can get involved and, and make a difference? So, I mean, I come along with my background in public policy and in coalition building uh, and in, you know, kind of advocacy. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where we've tried to push is to hold accountability, hold, you know, elected officials accountability to understand where the roadblocks are. That's not always obvious. Um, but then ultimately it's to assemble our, you know, business leaders, our real estate leaders, 
um, our community leaders together um, to try to really focus on solving these problems. If, if we're not really don't have an action plan that we're executing um, as, a, as a whole or as a large group, um, it's going to be really difficult to make progress. And so that's part of what we've tried to do is really to be that voice for the commercial real estate industry in the courthouse, you know, in, in City Hall here in Portland at the Multnomah County Commission, which is very, yeah. very important, and then also at the State House as well. And what we have pulled together is about 10,000 people you know, among our members uh, and our member organizations. And so we speak, I think, with a pretty powerful voice um, where we're raising up these issues that people face day in and day out and day in and day out of, you know, harm to their property, of dangerous, you know, situations in their neighborhoods, of, you know, all of these quality of life challenges that add up to uh, the economic crisis that we're in and the humanitarian crisis that we're in. Um, so yeah, we've kind of shown up at the table and said, hey, we're here to help. We've got some solutions in some of the spaces mm -hmm. that our folks have pulled together that I think are, are innovative and could make a difference. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we're at a place where we've got to act. There's got to be a sense of urgency here locally because um, it's, we're quickly getting to a place where I think some of the damage is irreversible. Yeah, I, and people ask me, I, in fact, I had a meeting with a new client um, yesterday, very heavily invested in commercial real estate, mm -hmm. as that's my purview, right? <laughs> and asked directly, you know, and I get this more now this year than ever before, Alex, what is the future of Portland? Yeah. And we're in other cities. We're in Colorado, New mm -hmm. Mexico, wherever, California, right? We're all over. And I, I'm getting this question in the Bay Area, Albuquerque, Denver, uh, Seattle. And for Portland, unfortunately, I'm becoming more and more, it, I believe it's becoming more and more apparent that we're entering into a road more towards, you know, 1980s Detroit where it, this could be, this could be a generational turnaround if we don't do this quickly, and so it appears that you're uh, you're taking that integrative, catalytic approach here. Mm -hmm. Tell us about some things that are coming up that people because we're going to release this next week. Mm -hmm. um, tell us some things that people can do here locally, mm -hmm. where they can join, where they can get a hold of you, become part of the the RPC, mm -hmm. right? Revitalize Portland Coalition, and any events you have coming up. Okay. Great. Um, yeah, so our kind of big focus right now is on public safety and crime. We've got, you know, a big statewide discussion happening about Measure 110. Yeah. Explain Measure 110 to the people who I, aren't aware I will, of that. I will do my best. Uh, Measure 110 is a voter-approved referendum um, that basically legalized the possession and use of uh the harder drugs as well as uh, the, the lighter drugs yeah. here in Oregon. And um, I would like, and just to be a little lighthearted, yeah. <clears throat> I wish they would have put Claritin D on that, that descheduling <laughs> list. <laughs> in Oregon, you have to have a prescription to get Claritin D, which if you don't know, Oregon ha is horrible for allergies. <laughs> they make you go to a doctor to get a prescription to get to buy Claritin D. <laughs> but yet, because it's a precursor to, to making meth, in like a mobile lab that they would do like in the 90s. And but you can actually go and get meth and smoke meth on the street legally, but you can't get 
Claritin D without right. a doctor. Right, right. It's just, it's, it's silly. Um, so we've got a crime and safety committee. They, you know, we have property managers, we have uh, employees, we have neighborhood organizations. All the downtown neighborhood organizations have kind of been in alignment with us that, you know, we have not seen any accountability around property crimes, you know, smashed windows, graffiti, um, you know, yes, they are lower scale, lower even level, even lower crimes, level theft, even lower level theft. bicycle. That's theft. right. Yeah. That's right. If, if even cars, I think. And we, you know, we have not had prosecutions happening in that space. Uh, we obviously have very limited, you know, uh, uh, resources in law enforcement. Um, and so that is an alarm bell for our companies, right? I mean, yes, it affects their bottom line, but it also affects the quality of life for our residents and for our tenants and for our businesses. I mean, the number one reason people have not returned to work downtown, if you ask them, you know, why, yeah. why you don't come downtown to, to, to go to your office is, tell, is safety. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a challenge in a lot of these other cities that have tried to recover. You know, I mean, they they are recovering. Right. So that's another issue we can do something about. So our committee is has pulled together with our biggest member, the NAOP, which is the uh, Commercial Real Estate Association, an event on March 5th uh, from four to six um, at the Armory. It's uh, we're calling it Onward, uh, the future of law enforcement and crime in the tri-state in the tri-county region. We'll have the police chief, Bob Day. We'll have uh, uh, Commissioner Renee Gonzalez from the city council. We'll have um, county commissioner Sharon Myron from the county. And then we'll have Nathan Vasquez, who's assistant DA right now, but is running for um, the district attorney's seat in Multnomah County. Um, so that's a great event. We'd love for people to turn out and show up. They can and get that tickets. is on March 5th. March 5th, yeah. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. At, at the, the Armory. At the Armory. And yeah. that, that is a building that is no longer an actual Armory for all those right. out there. Yeah. Right, that's It's right. an event center. Yeah. <laughs> it's an event center, that's right. But right in the heart of, you know, of the Pearl, you know, we, we walk what we talk, right, with local mm-hmm. events. But, you know, the idea here is accountability. Mm-hmm. It's to put those same four leaders in a room, tell us how they're working together, tell us what they need, honestly, like what else needs to happen. We tried very, very hard to get the incumbent district attorney to join us, and he refused. So yeah. that's, you know, that's unfortunate. Uh, we would love for him to be able to speak to our audience. We think it's really important, but uh, he opted not to do that. Yeah. Um, so other things we can, other things that folks can do. Our website is revitalizedportland.com. So check that out. Um, we're on LinkedIn and Instagram as well, um, and they can reach out to me. It's just info at revitalizedportland.com. Um, we'll hook you up onto our our mailing list. We try to send out alerts for different issues that are going on, and we do have a wide range of issues. I mean, we just got finished working and advocating. For uh, the city to this for the city to lower regulations on creating new residential housing, right? Because we know that pipeline yeah. and process is very very slow. Um, so we try to we try to advocate on those different types of issues uh, uh, all the time, basically. So they can connect with us uh, and get involved. Um, you know, join one of our committees, or you know, part of it we just help educate and we try to give. Mm people the ammunition they need to kind of understand what's happening. This is a crucial, crucial year, 2024. You know, we've got major elections happening. Yep. The city council, you know, our whole form of government is changing, but you've also got 
two seats, two open seats that are uh, in the county commission. I mean, those players make a huge bit of difference in these issues. And so that's the other thing is we encourage folks to stay involved, um, to run for office. <laughs> There's still time to mm -hmm. file and register. Um, but to really understand those candidates and then you know, hold our platform of issues and our expectations up in front of them. So we're in the process of working on that, which is the, the, the slate of issues that we care about as commercial real estate leaders uh, and the things we think that the next county commission and, and city council should take on so that we can put that in front of uh, the candidates as they're filing. So pushing those legislative efforts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, legislative, administrative. Yeah. I mean, you know, in some cases, um, there's lots a, of things that they can do. It's just an executive decision. That's right. Or a council vote or a That's commission right. vote. That's right. And, and you know, I learned in, inside government that sometimes, you know, the best actions that can happen are not even legislative. They're, you know, trying to make department heads or departments work more closely together. Yeah. Right? Not, not you know, cutting or necessarily firing people, but... You know, having your permitting really closely working with your planning yeah. department. Integration. Absolutely. Integration, innovation. Yeah, that's it. right. That's Eric right. Cole, thanks for joining the studio portion of the ride along. I appreciate you coming in studio for this because this is an issue that we both deeply care about. It is. We're going to go get informed. And I'm very excited. The way we get informed is we hit the streets. Yep. We, this is not the field of dreams. We're not going to build it, and you don't have to come and find us. We're going to go hit the streets of Portland, and we're going to find you. We're going to get your feedback, and we're going to ask people on the street what you want from us. That's great. You ready? Way to do it. Let's ready do to it. it. All right. Excited. We'll catch you later. Great. So, during the filming of Ride Along, we don't break any traffic laws. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's the way it is normally, though, too. Yeah. Right? Never break traffic laws. Uh, yeah. What you said. <laughs> what brought you up to Portland? How did you find out about Revitalize? Um, actually, my wife got a job in the Pearl, uh, running the Arts College, the Pacific Northwest College of Arts. So, she actually is a you know, runs a property here in downtown. And this and that's the neighborhood we're currently in. Right it, now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was how I connected with uh, the Revitalize effort was was through her coming to the city. Perfect. And so right now we're going to meet Michael Bach. Uh, Bach is the director of patrol and investigative services. He runs our nationally all the investigations that we um, conduct. Mm -hmm. But for Oregon, he's in charge of all patrol. Oh, okay. And so he's, you know, you've probably seen him on, he does national news um, shows, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Was he the one featured in the New, New York, York Times? Times. Yeah. 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 Which got great attention, by yeah. the way. Yeah. He's, sol he's solid, does great work. Really good guy. We're going to meet up with him. He's going to jump in, and then we're going to go on patrol. Okay. Fantastic. actually driving resources right now. 
which I'm sure you know is very critical. Yeah, it helps with open dialogue, um, meeting needs with real people in the street real time. So you bring along stuff that, that you use and that they use and it starts to build that relationship and that rapport that leads to trust. That's great. That makes sense. There he is. What's up, brother? Take your time. Where am I going? Just go south. I don't care where. <laughs> we'll find something. I'm, hey, hey, Eric, we just met, man. Tell me what you're, uh, what, what are you about? What do you do? What's, what's going on in your world? Sure thing. Um, so yeah, I work with a lot of the companies probably that y'all serve. Uh, we created a couple years ago a coalition of uh, real estate interests and companies uh, working to sh turn around downtown, uh, to return you know, Portland to, to its uh, brighter days and, and to really focus on economic uh, rejuvenation in the city. Awesome. Uh, brighter days, huh? Yeah. I, I, would, I, would, I would tend to agree yeah. that Portland has had its brighter days. Yeah. When I was in college, I used to remember coming down here at any hour of the night that I wanted. Yeah. With groups of people, and we would go to various spots, you know, grabbing coffee or whatever. But yep. And 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 during that time, like there was no risk, like there was no threat. We just walk around. Yeah. Just go visit with people. Just go be you walking around on brick, you know, sidewalks and call yep. it a day. Yeah. I know. And not what it used to be. It's not. I was telling these guys, my dad was born out here, so we would come and visit family pretty regularly and you know we always came downtown we walked you know we just we didn't have a really a destination just go walk around enjoy it um and you know i just think the livability livability in portland is one of our big selling points right yeah and that's really really hurt these last few years and so yeah we're i lobby and then we also are advocates at uh, the city and the county and the state level as well for um you know, some focused action to see things turn around. You know, the uh, I was talking to an apartment complex uh, maintenance man recently. Mm -hmm. He's uh, somebody I interact with on a regular basis. Sure. And he was talking about curb appeal. Mm. And I think Portland has greatly lost its yeah. curb appeal. Yeah. Like there's the flowers don't, you know, don't bloom. Uh, the safety is a concern. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots and lots and lots of issues that people who are down here every day are yep. struggling with and it's it goes way beyond just the right in front of your face that's sort true. of problems like you know fentanyl although fentanyl and and violence are so huge and overwhelming right you know they are big components of a problem like the gentleman next to us who's currently smoking fentanyl uh there's so mm. many components to this that it's like the, the the curb appeal like why would why would people want to be in an environment that is so toxic and yeah. unless there are significant efforts made to make change in that regard. no you're right and so part of our, our coalition is not just the owners but also the as you say the property managers the engineers the folks that you know run the properties day in and day out and you know they they kind of feel like their voice has not really been heard by the the governmental officials or or other folks in charge um, because they, you know, they're cleaning up the, the trash, they're dealing with the hazardous materials, they're seeing the impact on their tenants of, um, 
you know, dangerous situations, frankly. Huh. And, yeah. uh, you know, we have several that are really compassionate. They want to see, you know, they, they literally at, come to us or come, you know, want to know how to refer people to get help and resources. Um, their main priority is their building, right? But they don't want to just, you know, they're, they're, they really want to provide some solutions and some help in the process. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, that's a, a longstanding, uh, yeah. you know, problem or, you know, modus operandi of many people down here. They have good hearts and they want to help. That's right. But ultimately, if you make the situation unlivable, if you make the situation not profitable, then they've got no profits left to give to other people to help them. Yeah. I mean, it's not about one ideology or another, but if you're going to make somebody choose between, you know, a, a thriving location and not, I, yep. I know where they're going to go. That's right. Yeah. Well, when you said, when you talk about like advocacy, I mean, obviously I know what advocacy and yeah means, but yeah. could you put, we, you know, absolutely put some legs on that yep. uh, and, and yeah. So one of our focuses is crime and, and public safety. Um, and that's how, you know, we interact with, um, we try to interact with the police bureau, with the city council, with the mayor's office, um, as well as, you know, clean and safe and the other entities that are working on, uh, on enforcing the laws in Portland. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of our folks kind of came together and said, look, we see all these problems. You know, first few times I met with them, it was a group gripe session, right? A lot of, you know, blowing off steam about- A lot of anger, I imagine. A lot of anger, yeah. A lot of frustration. And a lot of that came from not knowing what was going on, from not understanding, you know, asking who's actually in charge or, you know, are we seeing, getting the accountability? Are we able to hold our elected officials accountable? Yeah. So a lot of what we did was just kind of start digging into, okay, we just started researching the issues and finding out that, you know, a lot of crimes and, and, and issues that happen downtown are not getting charged, right? And that's a real frustration, I think, for our owners. I know you see that all the time. All the time, yeah. You, they got to the point where they were literally only doing felonies. Right, right. And, you know, yeah, so... So it, it, there's a lot go, there's a lot there. Yeah, it's a lot. And, and I, I think the hard th the, what yeah. we try to do is untangle that tough issue um, and try to find some ways we can poke the bear and make it a little bit better in different places uh, from the DA's office to the uh, PB, PPB's office to uh, the governor's office even, right? Yeah. So we have an ambulance going by. Yep. Running code. Oh, we're getting waves. Okay. All right. So we're here at the, this is our resource center for the nonprofit. Oh, for loving one another? Yeah, I figured okay. we could Great. talk to a couple of the people here, get their opinion. Sounds good. Gonna knock to oh, see if the answer is. How's it going, fellas? You guys doing okay out here? Oof, chilly. You guys Cold need today. anything? It is. You need a what now? What's up, y'all? Have y'all seen Spence? Spencer, y'all seen broke him your pocket for the nonprofit right here. <laughs> That's pretty uh, funny, actually. That's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, do you know Spencer? He he runs the nonprofit here. <laughs> no, okay. I'm I'm Michael, man. Good. I'm uh, Eric. I'm just here with Michael. <laughs> yeah. I'm Alex. If you guys need anything, I mean, we're you're right so, outside Loa, right? Uh, yeah. So, so, so. Have you guys spoke with uh, Spencer yet at all? What up, G? What's up, G? Hey, G. 
Hey, um, we're out doing a documentary today about homelessness. Uh -huh. And this is Eric Cole. Eric used to be on city council in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And he runs a nonprofit called Revitalize Portland. Would you be willing to talk to him about what it's like to live on the street? Yeah, yeah, I've been for about 30 days. 30 days? 30 days? What led to you being yeah. on the street? Are you from Portland? No, I'm not. I'm born and raised in uh, Michigan, but I came here from um, Washington. Okay, wa from Washington State. Oh, yeah. And I was homeless there too, also. Yeah. But 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 I'm married now. My wife, I have a son, and uh, we moved out to Portland. And I wasn't homeless. I had a job and everything, but. The apartment I lived in was really cracking rats. Everybody in my house got bit. Yeah. And even, even the baby, like they really come for, for babies the most. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, wow. uh, like a lion, he don't get the big dick, he can get the little dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah. So the apartment conditions were, ter were yeah, so, yeah, rough. So, Terrible. Yeah, I lost my job because I didn't want to sleep at night. And, you know, rats come out at night. And, yeah. So, Oof. So yeah, so I mean, I got out of it. Uh, somebody like her uh, African uh, family members came and yeah. got her, and then I've been with her. And then now we married, and uh, yeah, I was doing good. And then, but everybody thought I was lying when I said it was like that was biting me and everything. Yeah. And like, I don't think people really believe me. They thought I was joking. Something. And so you went from an apartment to a shelter. Yeah. And then eventually you got kicked out of the shelter. What happened with that? Can you talk uh, about that or? Uh, I walked to the store and somebody gave gave us the beer and I just drank the beer. I just opened it, <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's a uh, drug free. Yeah, that's a no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they kicked you off for having a beer. Yeah. And you've been on the streets for thirty days. Yeah, about yeah, about yeah. And this is probably the roughest time to be homeless. Uh, it's winter in Portland. It's yeah, wet. Yeah, cold and rainy. Yeah. I mean, how are you making it at night? Yeah, easy. I got, uh, got a little fire, some visual uh, ventilation, so I don't get the, uh, get choked, smoked out. <laughs> and two sleeping bags. So if you could, uh, if you could say to, you know, folks that are in charge, what would be helpful? What, what, what would you help right, you? Uh, if you had something to say to like yeah, the I'll mayor sure. or the city council, what would you tell them? I didn't even talk about the, that deep, yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Has anyone come by and offered you services? Uh, no, because I just hit the temp uh, this, this, like, the second day. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah but, yeah. The, the, we, I'm, I'm the executive director of this nonprofit right here. I work with Spencer and Terrence. I don't know if you met them yet. Oh, no, 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 okay. But um, they provide a bunch of services and help folks, you know, kind of deal with the... Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Oh, nice. nice. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate thanks. that. Yeah, I mean, you got, I mean, you need something? I'm good. I'm all right. Thanks, man. Thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> yeah. You just got to be just prepared. I mean, That's right. That's right. And, and then, I, know, I said, what the homeless that I would like about homeless is, like, we still from each other. That's what, so I don't got no idea or nothing. So, it's going to be a little hard for me to get So, you've been robbed since you've been on the street? Yeah, like, we ain't going to sleep, you know. That's the worst time. Has anyone from the city or county yeah. contacted you on the street in the last 30 days, How you doing, man? giving you options to get off the street? Uh, no. No. No, because I don't know. I was in the shelter. 
here for a couple, for about a week. Or yeah. Right. And so, wow, wow. Hey, Spence, you know G? Uh, no. He's only been homeless 30 days. Great guy. This is Spencer. It's good to see you, bro. I was just walking around passing out cookies this morning. You guys. Gee, we appreciate you talking to us. Yeah. Yeah. You try to get inside? This is my first day outside. You want a cigarette? You're in Portland Rescue Mission? Yeah. What happened over there? Are you staying nearby, brother? You want to be outside? You want to be outside? Okay. here? If I was working, I was going back to the car. Oh, I see. Okay, see. Knock, knock. Anybody right. here? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, they have uh, a curfew at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And right. if you, you know, this is one of the things with, <laughs> you can't have any yeah. conjugal visits. Yeah. So if you want to be intimate, you can't do it inside. Right. Which is important. Right. There's curfews. I mean, you can't even go outside after 10 o'clock. Right. And it's those life you. restrictions that make people feel like it's think. more institutional. Yeah. And uh, not as actually, um, yeah. compassionate. Yeah. Well, right. I, I understand rules. You gotta have rules. Sure. You gotta have rules, but I mean, you know, they're, they're you more pretty restrictive. Yeah. You know? And that's why they have tents outside, so they can have time to live this outside. You know? Oh, I see. Makes I sense. see. Yeah. I see. Cool. Well, AG, I appreciate you. This is our resource center. Spencer is uh, the director of all services, so he can help you with anything you need. From 2 to 3.30 tomorrow, Wednesday. Whatever you need. Yeah. 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 But I don't have uh order say ID. So So you can get a free ID through TPI. A TPI. Yeah. And then I also even pay for my driver's license, but I haven't received it yet from Washington, but because they wouldn't mail it to an organ address. Oh. So and then people use it today never got it, but that was like six months ago though. Yeah. Oh, so you you have a Washington driver's license? Yeah. Okay. Uh I think how we could get that done. I live in Washington myself, so. Uh, I, I never had ID because they uh, would, uh, gave me one from the CPI to talk to, but uh, they said I need some extra papers because I never had an organ. Can you? ID. Can we just get you an organ uh, driver's license? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not for. I mean, I live here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's, let's get yeah. you an organ. So if you go to TPI, yeah. you can get you an organ driver's license. G, did you say you were yeah. working on that six months ago? What? The driver's license, the ID, uh, no, and the driver's no, license. This came so like last week. Oh, okay, okay, or, okay. Or two ago. All right. Two weeks ago, maybe. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I, that stuff's hard to navigate. It is, man. It really is. Especially I without an address. Really impossible. That's why. Yeah. What's that? I said identity theft. That's why. I yeah. Mean, if, if I can walk and tell them you and get ID. Oh, sure, true. Sure, sure, sure. People, sure. people, people probably love that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm glad it's this little hard. Yeah. <laughs> that's mean, that's thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it still holds you back from being able to do different things without your ID, right? Yeah, that's true, but you know, life ain't always easy and things happen. Hey, I'm just, you I'm got a great something. attitude, man. Yeah, well, you I'm deserve better than this. You do. You deserve better than this, G. I do. And, and we don't want you on the street, man. We want you living your best. We want you living your dream. I was homeless for two years just down the street at a McDonald's. I slept in the parking lot over there. And so that's why we're out here helping people because we believe in you. Yeah, we do. We don't want you being cold and living on the street, man. We don't want that for you. Yeah. Okay. It's funny because like, uh, I was on this Tacoma, Washington, under the Iowa Five Bridge. You can see it on YouTube. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like, it's pretty not, not so rough here as there. And I mean, but you know what? It's just that you're thinking of getting out too. I mean, 
we have to do that, I got out twice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the first time I got out, um, this, this this lady, she uh, seen her husband on a TikTok video. The dude said, we're homeless, really want, and he just doing liquor bottles out. Damn. <laughs> and she seen him on that video. <laughs> and came and got him like the next week. That's mm -hmm. good. And then, and then uh, out of all the people, his wife said she wanted to pick one person to help her with me. Well, tomorrow I want you to hook up with Spencer yeah, absolutely. at two o'clock right yeah. here, and start working on the process of getting off the street. Yeah. If you want to get into a shelter, we can do that as well. Yeah, I mean, my, my whole plan is my, my first step would be ID, ID. Then, yep. then get a job, then, then for a job, so when you got money, you can go get housed almost anywhere if you got the money. Yep. Yeah. You can get anything yep. you want if you got money is options. Yeah. Yep. So That's right. I, I will get ID job and then you know what I'm saying, save the money up. Because imagine how much money you can take if you got a full time job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No bills. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be a nice year. Yeah. For real. But, yeah, but, yeah, but ID first for me and then job. I mean, I'm pretty uh, employable, so yeah. I'm a good worker. So, I mean, normally I get a job, I, I got a job. Yeah. I, All right. I, I, was also, I'm a, I was also in the uh, Navy, too. Oh, you're oh, a veteran? You you're a vet? Yeah. Navy veteran. What was your uh, job in the Navy? Uh, well, I, I was machinist mate. Oh, machinist mate? Oh, nice. So, what, have you had any contact with the VA recently? Oh, no. Okay. No, yeah. probably, probably because uh, I also had a, a bad conduct discharge. I need to probably upgrade. Oh, uh, yeah. well, that happens. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, life is very uh, I mean, he should talk to Spencer about veterans' assistance. Yeah. Don't you think? When yeah. He, he talk about, I mean, because there are there are some things for veterans that are, you know, more options. So. Yeah. And then that's so. ID, uh, make save money. Yep. Get an apartment. Then I mean, that'd be easy. And yeah. then get back with my wife and my son. Yeah. I have a son. Are they still local? Yeah. Or where they, they at? Yeah. Oh. We, Oh, really? Oh, Bobby Lakes, okay. Oh, good. We, we help, that's one of the things I do is help fund them and yeah. and help sponsor uh, that Are organization. they still at Bobby Lakes? Uh, yeah, probably so, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, G, we're going to head out, man. I appreciate you talking with us today. Uh, we're going to be putting this on YouTube and we're going to be putting this out because we want to help people and we want you people on the street need a voice. That's right. So we appreciate you talking with us today. Hey, do you need anything right now? Put resources up. We're going to go in. Do you need something? Yeah, the uh, password. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't right. no cash in there, bro. I know, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wrong place. I wish. Are you, are you warm enough? Uh, yeah, I mean. I got a warm sleep bag in there if you want one. Okay, yeah. I'll grab you one. Okay, I'll grab you one. Gee, okay, thank you, sir. Thanks, G. Appreciate, appreciate you talking one to love. us. Thanks for letting us just thank butt you. in. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, homie. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Hang in there, okay? So, you know, and there's a burnt out trash can. Yeah, yeah. We need the city to fix that. Yeah, absolutely. We need people walking around taking absolutely. notice of that and fixing you it. You talk to G and you realize he knows everything that he needs to get done. Yeah. He just needs that support around him. He's, he's not even, he's not, he's not using uh, drugs either. Uh, I didn't seem like no. it to me. At didn't 30 like days, that's a good time to get him back out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that he's right in that window where he needs to get back in. Yeah, in. and yeah, it's sad because if he had his own apartment, having a beer at night, watching TV, I right. mean, that's a normal activity. Right, and he could be with his wife and his and his kids. You can't do normal activities in a shelter, 
it's so restrictive. You yeah. need rules, but it's yeah. so restrictive. Yeah. Right. But who doesn't want to kick back and have a, a beer? I know. You know. I uh, know. You know. So it's, I know. It's pretty well, tough. Well, and, and and again, who knows? Well, I. Yeah. It's tough, man. It is tough. All right. Real so tough. let's boogie. We're gonna wrap here. Um, maybe we go somewhere else. Maybe uh, hit up North Park blocks. I'm down. Oh, Spencer. Hey, oh, Eric. gosh. Eric, nice Eric Cole, Revitalized Portland Coalition. Yeah, We've met. I've met you. When did we meet? Several places, I think. Have we? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm it, bad with names, Fancy so. things. Eric, you, know, you said? So. Eric, yeah. Okay. He was on city council in Nashville. He helped lead a lot of the homeless initiatives and write legislation for the mayor's office and governor's office in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm working here Jordan now. hired him. Sits or hired him. Oh, doing okay. the policy yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. yeah, good. We need yeah. that. Yeah, right? Yeah, we, do. we do what yeah. we can. Yeah. We need my we money. Help, we need we money. helped Bobby Lakes get their, their county money last year. Yeah, that was a big part of it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We three or four more of them, don't we? I know Ken Thrash, real Ken Yeah, yeah. Ken was calling me. He's like, so what do you what do you think about Bobby Lakes? I'm like, that place needs to stay open. Exactly. 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 We're in trouble if it doesn't stay open. We can't go. I mean, we can't go backwards. You no. know, like no, at the very least. That would be like ten steps backwards. Right. Yeah. So right. We'd have right. families. We'd have good people back on the street. Yep. That can't go to work. They can't do those things yep. anymore. Yeah. That, that's the biggest thing. I right? mean, it's it's the example, honestly, of the private sector saying, "Hey, we want to jump in and doing yeah. something." And my right. boss, you know, Jordan, he ended up Jordan Sitzer, he ended up buying the old jail and property. He right. didn't get into it as an investment he did it because I forgot about that yeah. he, he knew he that for a dollar, right? he did yeah. and so now they you know we they get a dollar a year in rent um, <laughs> but are super year. proud of I, that I organization know, can you find a better deal <laughs> well I mean I yeah. look hard bro you might <laughs> 50 cents but, yeah. know, let's, shop, <laughs> let's shop around shall we you got any other properties for rent <laughs> right no that's that's amazing what you know like, I that mean was, that yeah. was you know, and he didn't really know the Helping Hands folks ahead of time, but then he saw their model and saw what they did. You know, got to talk to Alan and his, hear his experience, and yeah. it was just a, yeah. you know, a, that's the kind of commitment that folks want to, yeah. want us to have folks do. The thing is, is we throw, we throw so much money, yeah. wasted money, into all these different programs, right? Yep. Why not throw it into a program that's that Absolutely. Works? Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. It works for everybody. Right. Absolutely. It works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, Where you're making that kind of contact, Face to face, direct service, direct service, every building day. a relationship every day. It's got to be, it's got to be repetitive you and consistent. Come down here and feed somebody at lunch That's once, right. once a month and think you're going to get. People That's exactly right. We're going to roll out. Okay. Hey. Good to see you. Nice Love you, I'll brother. See you soon. Yep. You need to keep up know. the great work. Appreciate you. All right, let's roll. Okay, all right, let's do it. Wrap it up. You first, Thank you. of Good course. Sir. Thank you, sir. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> a nice guy. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Wow. I mean, what a great interaction. Totally, yeah. totally. I think it's kind of wild that he's only been out here for 30 days. Me too. I mean, like, super, super, super fragile time. Yeah. And we need to get that guy connected quickly. Yeah, he's in that window of opportunity, you know, and that's why it's so critical to contact people every day. Like yep. he said, he's been out 30 days on the streets, hasn't been contacted one time by anybody. Nobody. No one from the county, no one from the city. He doesn't exist. To the people who serve the homeless, this gentleman does not exist. And the, the crazy thing is, right. is at that fragile time, he knows exactly what he needs and yep. exactly what he needs yep. to do and exactly where to go, yep. but he hasn't had anybody kind of come alongside and, and sort of 
assist with that process. Right. And, and were it not there, were it not in this, you know, uh, guidance process for that, that he very well could turn into somebody who's here chronically. Oh, which yeah. Because he's Absolutely. in that fragile state and in Absolutely. that tight window without ID, which yeah. is super important. Yeah. And he's clear that ID is his next step and, you know, has to be able to follow through on that. Yeah. I'm just glad um, we got him connected with Spencer who can kind of guide him yeah. when, uh, when we Me get to the resource center. Me open. too. And, you know, we asked him, is he, is he, are you okay? And he's like, I, I'm fine. And he, you know, gave me that piece of cardboard, offered us a piece yeah. of cardboard yeah. for our knees, yeah, you know, welcoming yeah. us. So yeah. even, even in a tent, in a situation like that, he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm good. And I'm going to you know, think about you. That you brings know? up a good point because what is so true that I see regularly is that the monetary ability of somebody else to generate does not impact their self-worth or really, their goodness as a human being. I think that's right. And so many people out here are afraid yeah. of people in tents because they think that all of them are criminal or all of them are drug users or yep. all of them are bad. Yep. And you know what? There are there have been bad presidents. There've been bad <laughs> there've been bad governors. No, there's, you're there, right. There are you're bad right. dentists, there you're are right. bad nurses, there are bad doctors, there are bad police officers, but there are good ones too and the, it makes this particular, you know, segment of the population no different. These right. are human beings that, right. that are worthy of respect and love. And just like Absolutely. you said, Alex, uh you deserve better than this. Yeah. He, does. he certainly does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. I like yeah. that guy. You know. I did too. If you're not in prison for a crime, you deserve you should not be living on the street. Nope. You deserve better. The well, you think society about, should not be working towards punishing people. Yeah, we need to we need yeah. to stop accepting low standards, and we need to lift people up. Well, and you, you think about how any of us would react if, you know, you're separated from your your wife and your kid because of something that happened. You know, that may or may not have been in your control, right? Like, so he's motivated to get back to them, mm -hmm. but also like what that shock would be to any of us, right? Would yeah. be just dramatic. Um, I feel for the guy, I, yep. you know, I, I, but you realize like sticking with him, you know, following up kind of, you know, that consistency that y'all provide is really important. Yeah. And, you know, starts with listening and understanding. But Yeah. So right now we're headed to the North Park blocks. Um, you know, this is an area that has been, oh my, so was at one point affected heavily dude, did by did you crime. see that guy's leg? No. Oh God. Can I go talk to that guy? Can yeah. you pull over, please? Yep. Oh, well, yeah. we might not make it there today, but I want to go. Talk it's because we're on patrol. Yep, that's right. We, we gotta that's handle. right. We gotta do real things in the real world. Watch this. I'm gonna put this right here. Don't spill my coffee. <laughs> Jump out, bro. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. I think we might have talked to this guy about his leg before. Like month, maybe like several months ago. Okay. Hey fellas, I, I, w I was just driving by my brother and I saw your leg can, and I want to help you. Your leg looks like it's really bad. Can I can I help you? Hey, you, you want to go to the hospital? Hey man. I'm Eric. I'm Eric. What, what about street response? If you don't want to go to the hospital, we can do that.
let me go every single hospital. Uh huh. That's literally where I'm going. Like, I'm like, I literally, I could. You want to go to the hospital? Do you want me to help you get there? Yeah, I don't know that. Actually, right here. Uh, I just, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, sir. I really do. I well, here's. You and, uh, but I, 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 I,
I'm not like, uh, dude, I'm myself in the hospital. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. But the ride in the hospital is cool, but like, honestly, dude, like, it's not gonna get me. Unless you, are you, are you gonna call ahead because we're gonna back the door to talk to make sure I get admitted? If that, if so, then yeah. But if it's just gonna be the one that didn't last time, I'd be taxi. I thought they were gonna, like, know who I was when I got there. They didn't know who I was, dude. They fucking came right back out. So if that's the case, I'm just gonna go out of the way I was gonna do it anyway. They just go get on the bus at 8 to go to the bus go, go, go myself. Okay. Yeah, I'm not lying to you. I don't want to leave it like, bro. Like, I'm, I don't want to leave it like, I'm a skateboarder. Sure. Sure. Like, I don't want to leave it like, I'm not a long story. Sure. You know, she's fucking just funky as fuck. I just. I wasn't in a position financially to be able to go uh, because I waited her ticket. She was going to spend all she was doing it every day. Like, yeah. I can't just go and, 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 and go to the hospital like that. You know, I have to, like, you know, I've been, I've been doing my own little, uh, uh, we, 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 you know, and I've gotten to the point where, like, uh, my methadone alone is, 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 is uh, helping me. So, like, that's the only thing that helps me go to the hospital is to put on it. I'm not good He's willing to go to the hospital. We can take him, or we—I mean, we can call a cab for you, or I can call. But if the hope van, which takes longer, but I mean. What I'm saying is like I'm going. I'm not. I'm not done yet. I'm going to hell of a basement. I'm telling you, dude. I'm going to the hospital tonight. That's my. That is my game plan. This is my game plan. Yesterday, when, when, I, when I first pulled the off, I seen how funky it was. I, I rode, I rode my bike up to fucking the park and see what he was. And then the fucking uh, private dude today told me the, 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 the fucking customer service guy on the trip, like, yo, you know what I'm just saying, sir. Like, I'm so concerned. So, like, I know I, I'm not gonna be like this, dude. I just need to go. Okay. I literally need to go um, handle something with my girl, and then I'll you know, go with okay. you there. Okay. Right. So, like, Tell you what. what? Do you want me to help you get to a hospital? No, what I want, what I want is, for, is, for you, is for you to let me go. Oh, you're not interested. Oh, yeah. No, 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 Okay. Yeah. So All right. Good luck, buddy. Okay. We got you. I believe you. We got you. Good luck. We believe okay. you. Good luck. Good luck with your girl and with the. Get... All right, man. So that's a hard situation right, that's because a tough one. number one, he's on our property. He's right. loitering. We right. have businesses that are right. open that want to. Thank you, Thanks, brother. All right, brother. So he wants wow. us to continue to help folks. Wow. He says he needs to reconcile something Ooh. with his girlfriend yep. and he's gonna yep. actually catch a bus yep. and go to the hospital. Yep. And so we're gonna take him at his word. Again, this opens up a whole other issue of constitutionality with sure. um, O'Connor v. Donaldson. Sure. At what point is someone a danger to themselves right. medically right. that a, a civil commitment needs to occur for them to receive medical care? Right. And that's way above and beyond well, and, you, and, at, and when you know. he's been in before and had an experience where he didn't feel like, I mean, who knows what happened, yeah. but he feels like the hospital may not even treat him. Do we have a street? I spent eight years of my life yeah, with an ER at a manual. Yeah. I get it. I yeah. get what he's I, talking I, about. I know. Right? Yeah. Get in line, right? Yeah. And you're treated yeah. a little bit like cattle. You are. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I offered him to get a cab. You, oh, we I did. I offered him we street did. medicine. That's right. Like yeah. Portland Street Medicine will visit Yeah, they do a good job. That's what I was going to ask you about. You can call, make an appointment, and they'll be here tomorrow. Good. 
the next day, but where's he going to be? Sometimes the same day, but not usually. Sometimes. Right, right, right. So, not usually. Right. Not usually. Right. If you call him in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I said we roll out, we hit up North Park Blocks, yep. stay on target. Yep. We try to help Sounds someone. Good. We did what we could do. What up? All right, we got a guy named, feels like John, I think, right? He does calisthenics. As you can tell, we took a cut break. There's coffee in Mike's hand. He's getting, you know, old charge. Making through the day here. Um, Represent. We're gonna go talk to him, see how he's doing. Uh, this is more of a mental health issue, so hopefully everything will be cool. Do it. This is good because you're really getting a good cross section of just oh, man. Hey, John, life you on want the streets. Yeah. What up, John? How are you, bro? How you doing, bud? You want to smoke? Okay. It's good to see you, man. Doing okay? How are the park blocks today? I'm working out. Dude, you're always working out. <laughs> you're in the best shape of everyone I know. <laughs> Do you need anything? All right, you cool. Need anything? Okay. If you don't need anything, let, you know, let me know when you do, all right? I'm down here all the time. I'm happy to help you anytime you need. Okay, buddy. See you, all John. All right. Have a good day. Cool. So, that's John. Um, let's cross over. We're here in the North Park Blocks because, you know, obviously you're connected to the yeah. university down yeah. here, down the street. Uh, your wife is the dean, I believe, right? She yeah. runs that, yeah. that college. Pacific Northwest College of Art. So, yeah. you know. That's what got us got me to Portland, actually. Yeah. yeah. She took the position there, and uh, so anyway, she took the position there, and that brought us here. And uh, you know, they have their challenges in the neighborhood with, uh, mm -hmm. their, you know, protecting their students, keeping That's them right. safe, um, uh, and you know, it, it affects the experience, right, that a student would have coming in from out of state. Um, they have you know residential facilities in the area, so. Uh, it's you know it's been a struggle and a challenge like with every other business. Yeah. Yeah. Not far from here, we had uh, a female get shot in the leg. Yeah, Kathy. And, yeah, That's and right. uh, our guards were here. We ended up in a, giving her medical aid. Wow. Uh, Put a tourniquet on real quick. Yeah. Pro likely saved her I life. I was gonna say probably saved her life. Yeah. yeah. So she she was. We ran into her uh, again. Really, really, really nice gal. We're still talking to her, you know, trying to get her into housing. But yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, this right now it's really clear. I yeah, mean, it really is. Yeah. A, it looks good. so much. I mean, yeah. it is, it is yeah, we put a, so a, much better than it used to we be. We put a really big emphasis. There, there was um, about six uh, shootings within a two week period. Right. Gang related. There were, just within a block or two, there were two separate memorials of two deaths. Jeez. That occurred in the area. Jeez. And one, one of our guards that was in the area, he could hear the shots getting closer and closer to him. Oh. Yeah. They so were just walking like, down the street, shooting tents. Bam, bam, bam. Oh. Then they would walk. Bam, bam, bam. Walk into to another. Forget tent. about how dangerous it yeah. is to live on the yeah. street, right? It is. Like, it's not safe, and you know you don't have some of the protections that people have when they're inside. Yeah. 
But yeah, this looks great. I mean, it looks it looks remarkably better. Like a community, people would want to come and hang out. Yeah, yeah. what a great thing! These park blocks with the basketball courts. I mean, it's an awesome public space, right? Yeah. So you saw a good cross section of life today. Yeah. Right. We yeah. Um, talked to G. Yep. G's homeless. Been on the streets 30 days. Right. Yep. And Just then, needs that little extra attention and that little extra push yep. to follow through on some of those goals. Yep. And he wasn't nothing. No. He wasn't. Uh, they were showing. He was showing no indicators of drug. Right. Uh, intoxication. No. Nope. Very clear. Very. Lucid. Very clear-minded. Yep. His pupils weren't constricted. They weren't. Oh, right. They weren't over, overly, you know, too open. Right. And so. He was a guy who was lucid and clear, could make his own decisions. Right. We encountered another gentleman who the gash in his leg and the redness in that leg, right, really shows that he's going to he's going to end up having to lose that leg if he doesn't yeah. get real medical care. Yeah. But yet he was drug induced. Yeah. I would even say in a drug induced psychosis, um, incoherent most of the time. Yeah. And so, you know, Rational and, and good decisions. Nope. Hard. Not right there. Nope. A lot and of we, paranoia. Yeah. And yeah. then we have John, who's also who we just met. Clear mind or not clear minded, right. mental health, clear right. mental health issues, right? Nothing drug induced. I was gonna say, it. do you think any of that substance or is that not just mental with health? No, no, it's wow. all mental health. Wow, one one guy was a veteran, yeah, clear minded on the street, right? Another gentleman, a former gang member, obviously, he had gang tattoos, yeah, Texas syndicate, prison style tattoos from his yeah. face from doing time, time in Texas, yeah, uh, drug induced, unclear, and then you have someone with mental health. No drug connection, no tattoos, nothing no, on him. No. And those are three types of people we absolutely just within two hours that we've yeah. contacted. Yeah. And each of them needs a unique solution. Exactly. And each right. of them needs that individual approach to yeah. get them what they need and to help them. Bach, thoughts? I just really appreciate it. I really yeah, appreciate y'all taking me. I'm out. glad that you came today. Getting to see what you do every day. Yeah. Well, the environment that we're in is one where uh, everybody's hurting on the outside. Yeah. Good point. It's really easy to see Good it, point. right? You and I walking around in our regular clothes, our heart yeah. hurts are closer to that's the center right. of the onion. No, that's right. Um, which it, it does two things. It makes it harder to interact with them and hard for people who could be embarrassed by some of that's those things, true. right? They're that's out true. there with that. But the the overcoming force on this is mm. the power of genuine care and relationship. Yeah. yeah. Right? Absolutely. As if people care and they know that you care and yep. they're like, hey man, I'm here. I call yep. you by name. You call me by name. That's I introduce right. myself. Hi, my name is Michael. That's right. I got nothing to hide from you. That's oh, right. why do you have a camera? Uh, for everybody's protection. Because I can't, camera's not yeah. going to Well, and yeah. we're also on private property. You're on a property yeah. that I'm contracted to provide security services for. Right. And right. so I, I'm in, I'm well within my rights to record myself on my own property. Right. Right. And we're just trying to help you. Absolutely. We want you to go to the hospital. Absolutely. And it, it's Gosh. amazing to me. I, I don't get a sense of apprehension to, you know, you look like a law enforcement officer, right? Yeah. But I don't even get that sense of apprehension from the people we talk to. I think, Just, I think there's a degree of exposure. Yeah. Uh, the lion's share of people down here, I mean, mm -hmm. myself and my coworkers, we've talked to before. Yeah. We know, that's we know people by that's name. Obvious. They know yeah. us. Yeah. Hey man, how you doing? Yeah, as we how drive around, y'all are like, that's yep. so and so, so and that's so and so. And so. Yeah. And the relationships that we are building are time consuming, but in the in the end, if you're playing long ball, that's it. That's that's the winning. That's ticket. it. We always want like that quick fix, but it's yeah. got to you got to have this re repetitive, and you got to stick with it. I 
man, first, thanks for coming out and taking oh, yeah. a look at this. Appreciate I, it. I think that all of us can recognize that Portland's a beautiful town. It has got wonderful people in it. Yeah. It has got incredible people with a philanthropic heart who are in the private sector. It's got people who are greatly hurting that are out in the public. Uh, and the redeeming qualities of this environment are many. Yeah. But right now, it's upside down. The yeah. world's turns upside down. The crime is out of control. The narcotics addiction is out of control. The mental health is out of control. And really, if we care about other people, we're going to get involved and yeah. start making changes. Yeah. I mean, look at this. Look at where we're at. This I know. It's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's fantastic. It's gotten a lot it's better. Yeah. It it's has gotten a lot better. But at the same time, there's so much work still to do. Well, and I just, you know, I see so much promise in us coming together as opposed to just being pushed apart. Always. And yeah. that relationship, that like, you know, understanding what is happening on the street, building the, the trust level with the individuals is so critical. We can take that to scale. We ought to be. We ought to be able to take that Definitely. to scale in Portland and be yeah. able to solve some of these problems. Yeah. Um, sure, you know, we have limitations in resources in some areas, but that yeah. doesn't mean you don't care up front and offer what we can offer, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, as odd as it sounds, I'm hopeful having, having spent the and day And that's with what I like about you. <laughs> <laughs> Eternal an, optimist. An ever-flowing fountain of optimism. Yeah. Well, I think it would be different if we got, you know, shoved away or, yeah. you know, got yelled yeah. at or told, I don't, you know, get that. No, people, we are, people, we were, are, well, people will talk to we us. We did, but that, that, yeah. was, that takes time for them to yeah, overcome exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, they, but, but in general, mm -hmm. you know, pretty well received, everybody we talked to. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, Eric, I want to thank you for coming on the thank ride you. along today. Yeah. You're an amazing guest. Um, I hope that you can use your power and influence to bring about we some change. We need more people to do these ride-alongs, don't yeah. we? We need yeah. more people to do these ride-alongs. Please yeah. solicit people. Um, find us on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. Uh, Eric, again, tell us what's going to happen. You oh, have yeah. This event so, coming up. 5th of March. Uh, 5th of March at the Armory, uh, we're having a public conversation on crime and safety in the Portland area. Uh, 4 to 5 p.m., you can get information on revitalizeportland.com and love for people to show up and hear from our elected officials, police chief, uh, candidate for district attorney. Uh, talk about how we can do some uh, system solutions to a lot of these issues. Perfect. So it should be a good conversation. Join us. Join us. We'll be there right along podcast. Appreciate y'all. Let's head up. Awesome. Thanks y'all. Thanks y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Good time. It does look really good today. Yeah, it does.